Welcome to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by APT Capital Group, where Kyle and Lolita talk to top experts and seasoned passive investors in the business to help provide clarity and key insights to keep you safe on your journey to financial freedom. Our goal is to help you get educated on how to create passive income for you and your family using real estate as your vehicle. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. Now, here are your hosts, Kyle and Lolita. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Lolita, also joined by Kyle. Before we get started, please make sure to head over to our website, aptcapitalgroup.com, and grab our free Passive Investor's Guide. And if you're interested in learning more about what we do, you can schedule a call with Kyle on our website as well. All right, time to get into our show. Join us at the Virtual Asset Management Summit on June 21st through June 27th. It's a seven-day content-packed event for multifamily operators and asset managers with over 1,500 attendees and over 20 amazing speakers. You will hear from top experts about topics such as construction management, KPIs, refinancing, investor relations, the capital stack, disposition, and so much more. Go to www.amsummit2021.com to grab your free ticket to become the best-in-class operator. Discover the best asset management strategies all in one place. We hope to see you there at the Virtual Asset Management Summit. On today's show, we have Hemel Baldiani joining us. Welcome, Hemel. How's it going? Very good. Thanks for having me here. Awesome. Thanks for being here with us. Before we head into the interview, here's a little bit about Hemel. Hemel is the founder and managing partner of Exponential Equity. He started his real estate investing career in 2012 and founded Exponential Equity to focus on his passion of helping busy families achieve financial freedom through fantastic opportunities and commercial real estate investments. In 2020, Hemel scaled his firm through three multifamily acquisitions, totaling 400 units in just 100 days. So what an accomplishment, especially given the circumstances of 2020, as we all know. So Hemel, before we get started, can you please uh, go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do? Yeah, absolutely. My day job, I'm a senior vice president with a bank and came from a management consulting background over the last two decades. So worked, uh, had the good fortune to work with more than 20 Fortune 100 firms, ranging from Disney theme parks to the Vatican. And that allowed me, as I was consulting them on their businesses to achieve uh, growth, efficiency, systems, processes, mergers, innovation, etc. Whatever problem statement they have, I had the good fortune to work with really, really smart people that were handling these multi-billion dollar firms and learn from them as well. So as I started my own uh, entrepreneurial journey, that's all... uh, Help me build a culture and uh, a vision for the the type of enterprise that we're building in the commercial space. Very cool. Well, today we're going to talk about hiring, market trends, and scaling a little bit. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit more about your three acquisitions in 100 days. I know it's tough enough to close one deal in 100 days. So um, how'd you pull that off and tackle that? It was a surreal experience, to to say the least. Uh, like you said, it takes 
it takes so much of hurting and collaboration and tackling between the, the financial world, the investor uh, relations, the education, the due diligence aspect, etc. And I was very, very fortunate to have three, two different set of partners that allowed me to tackle those through three deals while I was building my own firm. So my, my company now has six employees. We're looking at the seventh hire now as a virtual assistant and together with partnerships and employee structure within the firm has allowed us to each be in our own lane, handle things, everything from systems and processes to communicate to investor relation com- conversations down to straight up property management conversations that need to go into the nitty gritty of, uh, of the deals themselves. Yeah, I like how you said stay in your lane and, and having that team is so important and yep. probably the reason why you're able to get this done. What is your structure? Yep. Who's who's part of that seven people on your team and, and how were those three deals structured so that you could stay in your lane? Yeah, so I am I'm the CEO of the firm and I'm in charge of acquisitions and investor relations. And then my partner, Yomesh, he is the CEO of the firm. He manages all the operations and the conversations with property management, legal teams, etc. Then we have three full-time acquisitions team members, and we're looking at 100 plus opportunities a month in this market cycle. We believe at least 200 opportunities a month would allow us to take you know the one or two deals that we're looking to take from an acquisition standpoint. And then uh, we've just started looking into the development side, given where we are in Charlotte, North Carolina, and the proximity to the Carolinas market, both north and south, that this affords us. Our vision is as a firm to create that vertical integration this year, starting this year with construction management and next year with property management as well. So the sixth individual is uh, Brandon. He is uh, uh, going to be the head of our new development arm and uh, looking at some potential self-storage and multifamily uh, new development in Charlotte to start with that. And the seventh person would be the VA, more more tackling those uh, standard operating procedures that now we've uh, learned enough and armed and dangerous enough with uh, doing them repetitively that allows us to outsource some of that component so we can uh, look at the next piece of the puzzle to add to our, our end game. Yeah. 200 deals a month is a lot. And you know, you definitely, it's a numbers game, right? The more deals you see, the more deals you're going to get. How are you getting that much deal flow? Yeah. So uh, it's uh, three components, all three acquisition team members, aided by Casey Koenig. He manages the acquisitions team. We've basically built relations over the last six, eight months, very systematically with the local brokerage firms and the national brokerage firms in the Carolinas. We have a lot of direct-to-seller component, especially uh, for some of the deals outside in Oklahoma, Texas that we're looking and exploring. Uh, and then we have just random wholesale lists, et cetera. We subscribe to a lot of, made the funnel very large through those components by getting those lists. And then we've instituted processes that allow us to say no to very fast in 10 minutes, 20 minutes tops uh, to a majority of those deals and then really spend time underwriting, exploring more as a team on the ones that that do make sense from a size perspective, from a market perspective, and our next intention of where we want to be uh, within 2021. Awesome. Love that. So tell me what your biggest lesson learned was from the closing of the three deals in 100 days. Yeah, it's, it's if you have the right infrastructure and the mindset and the right foundational element, the business 
in its own works, right? And as long as you don't chase any numbers, vanity metrics, right? 400 units was was great, but in the next year, it could be 4,000 or another 400. And it doesn't matter as long as we are disciplined in our approach with the fiduciary responsibility to our investors on what we are bringing to the table. That allows us to create a long-term established brand over the next decade, two decades, and hopefully outlast us uh, as, a, as a company as a premier establishment in the Carolinas uh, from a real estate standpoint. So that, that was, we were, I was really grateful to be surrounded by these team members that have laid those foundational element that allows us to go very big in the multifamily side, also explore other asset classes and really build on what we've done in 2020. What could you have maybe done differently during that close to make it a smoother process? Oh, <laughs> that's a laundry list of for sure. I think proactive communication with the financial world, now that we have good established relationships with the, the right brokerage firms, mortgage brokerage firms, bringing them to the table in terms of what debt instruments to explore earlier on before even submitting an LOI is part of our new due diligence process and how we take over deals. So that was one big component because the biggest lag, as, 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 you, as you all know, as operators, could be that lending component, mm-hmm. especially for Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae uh, type of debt instruments with the pandemic and all the other variables. Uh, sometimes you have to extend deals for, for quite a bit period of time, uh, which is fine, but it, it makes it smoother if they are early on in the process. Yep, absolutely. So you obviously still think it's a good time to buy having closed on three deals uh, recently. So what are your thoughts on the market and the current trends? Yeah, I think cap rates would continue to suppress. Uh, That's my thesis over the next few years. There's a lot of two things. One, the supply and velocity of money is, is just high and would stay high given where we are from an overall macroeconomic trend perspective. And then a lot of non-core assets, my buddy, buddies who owned hotels and you know shopping malls, et cetera, they're all looking at multifamily investments. Uh, so that's one where we would continue our acquisitions in this arena. But also as we look at the divide between a class B asset and a class A asset, uh, new built asset, uh, the construction cost, that's coming very close and has mm-hmm. been, the spread has been uh, smaller and smaller over the last five, seven years. And uh, so we, we are very bullish on uh, new development. And that's why the new development arm that we looking into expanding this year as well. Are you looking at new development in the same markets that you're looking for value add multifamily or are you looking at other markets? Now, value-add multifamily, well, value-add multifamily, we have a wider net because, again, we want to have a disciplined approach. We just don't want to stick to one city, contrary to many other people who who look at the localized market and the barbecue in their backyard is pretty amazing, Case you know, case in point, Arizona or uh, Dallas or Houston. We like to be, you know, as long as we can provide good returns to our investors, and have the right property management partnerships, we should be able to explore the 10, 15, 20 markets that are very bullish for the next five, seven years. So we keep a wider net on the existing multifamily side. On the new development side, we want to stay focused in the Carolinas as a start, establish the brand and the competency, build the construction management component, 
and then eventually obviously can expand both into other asset classes, mixed use development, road development. I mean, Charlotte and Carolinas is going to be hot for the next decade in a lot of other things, but also explore other areas uh, where new develop, new development components could be established and used. You obviously have a well-thought-out plan on as far as scaling your team and implementing those systems. What are some key components newer investors need to know, you know when they want to scale? Yeah, know your strengths. First of all, know your strengths, where you, where you are. I knew what I am, uh, what I'm good at, and really wanted to hire people smarter than me that were good at the things that I was not good at and partner up with them uh, and divide up the slice of the pie. So that was one thing. And then second thing is be intentional about where you want to be from a vision standpoint, right? A lot of people, the vision is to, and multifamily or real estate in general, provide you that financial freedom after doing, you know, three to five transactions in the commercial space, otherwise as passive investment or active investment, it could quickly turn into a business and whether you want to run a business and how big you want to run a business, unless you're clear about it, you, you cannot move your goals towards that. Right. So for me, I come from a world in the corporate structure where I have seen and I've learned building large scale businesses. And that's how I want to operate. And that's different for someone who wants to, you know, do three transactions and live off the passive income for the next 20 years, which is fantastic. And that's what they should do. So you be very clear about your goals and, and know your strengths. And that would be the first two steps in building your team and, and the vision for your company. Yeah, well said. Do you think that you can scale too fast? And if so, where can you, you know, really get hurt by that? Yeah, you scale too fast by many, many things. Shiny objects start coming to you, right? People people like accomplishment, but also momentum, right? And the 100 days, 400 units allow us to be at many seats at the table where we were not six months prior. So, we can easily get distracted, uh, deviate from the plan. That's one thing that I'll, I constantly make sure that our team stays in a lane and get good at where we are and build that division, just like in a, in a corporate world, build a di- division and then move on to the next one, build another division. And they can all do businesses with each other or serve other customers outside of our corporate entity. So that's one thing. And the second thing is, you know, unless you have the foundation of what you're trying to do, and you chase outcomes and just numbers or profit numbers or number of doors or whatever that metric is, I cannot enforce enough, at least for myself. That's that's not the goal. The goal is the process. The goal is to put the discipline and whatever flows out of that process, whether it's one transaction or 10 transactions, important to have numbers for you know, what you, you, what you can achieve potentially, but don't go for that thousand doors in a year or 3000 doors in a year that can trip you over pretty quickly because you get frustrated or impatient and start making suboptimal decisions. Yeah. And even if you have a thousand doors, it doesn't mean you're profitable, right? I mean, that that has nothing to do with profitability. And I love the fact that you say it's all about the processes and the systems. That is the work that needs to go in. And the thousand doors is just the result from all that. Exactly. Yep. Awesome. Okay. So let's talk about hiring people. You know, the first hire of a company is so important and you can go multiple, you know, many different ways. Who do you think the first hire should be in a company that wants to scale? Yeah. Know know yourself and whatever you need to go to the next level and you don't have a strengths, 
instead of trying to learn that competency, which you can learn over five years, if anything, uh, if you put your mind to it. But that would be my first hire. So for me, my first hire was my first partnership uh, with your match because I knew I'm not the guy who was going to, my wife doesn't even trust me with a nail gun in my house. So I'm not the construction <laughs> operations guy. And so I needed someone who enjoyed, was equally driven as I was in building a, a, a company with me and enjoyed the process of the maximizing with negotiation with the law firms, with the sellers, with the operational documents, maximizing the property management component to really execute on the business plan that we would put together. And that I knew that wasn't me because I'm, I'm not the greatest negotiator. So that's where Yomesh came into being. And then the, the next thing was, well, what's, what's the market cycle look like right now in 2021 or late 2020? What is harder to find, deals or money? It was deals. And it's going to be deals for the next few years, uh, given, again, the supply chain of uh, supply of money and the velocity of money that's out there. So we, we really focused first on building that acquisitions team of multiple people that allowed us to have that volume and really vet out true good transactions. And that was our next focus. And now third focus would be to work with programmatic relations with private equity and larger transactions that allow us to scale to where we want to be uh, from an enterprise standpoint across multiple asset classes. So it was pieces of the puzzle, brick by brick. It wasn't, it wasn't something that, you know, I'd put a five-year vision out and said, here are the 30 people I want to hire. It was, what's the next thing in our enterprise that I could help with by having someone who to do how? and allow us to just grow that piece of the puzzle and then we'll, we'll grow the next pick and the next pick and the next pick and we'll build a wall around it. Yep. When is it the right time to make your first hire? As soon as possible. Perfect. Very simple and straight to the point. Awesome. Well, Lolita is going to take us into our final four questions. Are you ready? Yeah. How many times have you thought there has to be a better way while working through endless rent rolls and historicals. Enter Red IQ, who will process and standardize them, generate deep and accurate property insights, and bring you through the final underwriting all in just five minutes. As for underwriting, thanks to Red IQ's new Excel add-in called QuickSync, you can continue using your own model and instantaneously populate it with the data from Red IQ with just the click of a button. Request a demo today at RedIQ.com. All right, here we go. What is the one tool you use in real estate investing that you could not do without? I'm very simplistic. My calendar is probably what I cannot live without. Can you tell us a story about one of your biggest mistakes in real estate investing and the main takeaway for our listeners? Yeah. Again, countless mistakes have been made and countless would be made through our journey. But one recent one is one where it was a tough one. We we had a fantastic off-market deal in Dallas. We put some money hard into it, uh, thinking that the sellers are all uh, uh, honest and authentic in their feedback just right before the due diligence period. And we had to walk away from the property because it wasn't a great deal for our investors. So we obviously had the intestinal fortitude to do something like that, but we put a little hole in our pocket because of that fact. And uh, we, we would now have in our processes and systems, due diligence aspects that 
uh, from that lesson learned that we've instituted as a team that will hopefully allow us to not avoid those kinds of mistakes. But there will be others. Right. What is it that you need to do now to grow your life to the next level? To my life to the next level, I think uh, just good strategic partnerships that are aligned with the vision and values that we have. From a professional standpoint, personally, my life is amazing. I've got twin kids and, uh, and a fantastic family. Awesome. And finally, where can people find out more about you? Yeah, I'm relatively active in Facebook and uh, LinkedIn. Hamil Badiani, our website is www.exponential-equity.com. And they can email me there at hemel at exponential-equity.com. And I'd love to connect with uh, folks who have more questions around scaling or real estate in general. Perfect. Hemel, thanks for sharing your journey and expertise with us and for being on our show. Thank you so much again for inviting me, folks. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate group on Facebook so you can connect with Kyle and Lolita and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, head on over to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Kyle and Lolita, sign up on the Contact Us page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode.